Hello from Toronto and thank you for joining us for the second edition of the Ipsasby Meeting Highlights Audio Podcast of 2019. This podcast will cover some of the agenda items discussed at the Ipsasby's recent meeting from June 17th to June 20th. I'm John Stanford, Technical Director of the International Public Sector Accounting Standards Board, the IPSASB. Joining me is Ipsasby Chair Ian Carruthers, along with staff members Dave Warren, Edwin Nigg, Joe Spencer and Amon Dilawayo, and advisor Paul Mason. Welcome to all of you. The Ipsasby meeting was preceded by a meeting of the Ipsasby's Consultative Advisory Group, the CAG. There is a separate podcast on the CAG meeting. Ian, what's your overall assessment of the recently concluded meeting? Thank you, John. Yeah, I think it's been a very good meeting. Uh, We've made a lot of progress across a range of our projects. In particular, we've seen two approvals at this meeting, uh, as you'll hear shortly, public sector-specific financial instruments and also improvements. So two important approvals there. We also had, for the first time, um, a very good debate about the uh, pros and cons of the various potential approaches to lessor accounting. That's a very big issue for the board uh, as we decide on the way forward strategically with leases. And I think the uh, session that we had on that will be a very important contributor to taking that project forward. As you'll hear later as well, we had uh, very important discussions about the revenue projects and also uh, took some key decisions on grants and transfers, the expense side. Finally, we had discussions on heritage and we also had uh, a good first debate about the infrastructure project and as a result of the board's discussions, we approved the project brief for that project. So I think overall, um, a good board meeting. Certainly we had some fairly tough discussions uh, on some of the issues, but I think all of them have been positive in terms of taking the projects forward. Thank you, Ian. Ian alluded to the approval of ED69, public sector-specific financial instruments. Dave, can you tell us a little bit more about the proposals in the ED? Thanks, John. Our listeners haven't been updated on public sector-specific financial instruments in quite some time, and that's really because it's been off the FSASB's agenda for the past few meetings. During that time, however, we worked on an exposure draft, and as John and Ian alluded to, I'm happy to report that at June 2019, the SASB approved Exposure Draft 69 Public Sector Specific Financial Instruments. This is really important for our constituents because what ED69 does is it identifies a number of instruments that really are unique to the public sector and provides guidance that will help our constituents account for these instruments in practice. You can expect to see this document be released in August 2019, and we look forward to receiving your responses by the end of the comment period, which is December 31st, 2019. John, back to you. Thank you, Dave. I'm now going to move on to the revenue project. Ammon and Edwin, can you tell us about progress on ED70, revenue with performance obligations, the stream of the revenue project dealing with transactions with specific performance obligations? Thank you, John. The IPSAS-B approved the core text of ED70, revenue with performance obligations. The IPSAS-B agreed to retain paragraph 8E, 
where the revenue recognition is applicable when it is probable that the entity will collect the consideration. Revenue transactions where collection of consideration is not probable will be disclosed in the notes to the financial statements. Staff will also develop disclosures for the September 2019 IPSAS B meeting. Now I'll hand over to Edwin. Thanks, Eamon. At the board meeting, the board also agreed on a listing of illustrative examples, including ones which are public sector specific. In addition to developing the examples, the board also instructed the staff to continue developing the basis of conclusions for ED70, which will be discussed at a future board meeting. Back to John. Thank you, Eamon and Edwin. Joe, you've been dealing with tricky issues in the development of ED71, Revenue Without Performance Obligations. For those close to IPSASB literature, this is the update of IPSAS 23, our flagship standard on non-exchange revenue. At this meeting, the IPSASB continued its discussions. Joe, could you briefly update us on possible approaches to arrangements that are enforceable by both parties? and to the next steps in the development of the project in the run-up to our September meeting. Over to Jo. Thanks, John. Yes, the IPSASB had a good discussion about possible approaches for revenue transactions that, as you said, will fall into ED71, Revenue Without Performance Obligations, which will be the updated version of IPSAS 23. The board directed staff to develop an approach for revenue recognition whether by the presumption is that revenue will be recognised when the resources become receivable unless there is a liability. Moving forward, staff are also to develop a paper examining the difference and interactions between a present obligation and a performance obligation as defined in ED70, Revenue with Performance Obligations, and how this may affect revenue recognition in ED71. Over to you, John. Thank you, Joe. IPSASB has a complementary project on transfers from the resource provider perspective. Paul, can you tell us about the meeting session on transfers expense? Thanks, John. The main issue discussed this meeting was the scope of the expenses project. At its March 2019 meeting, the IPSASB had tentatively agreed to focus the project on those transactions where an entity transfers cash or another asset to a recipient without receiving anything back for their own use. The recipient may be required to provide goods or services to third-party beneficiaries or may use the funds received for its own purposes, but the recipient does not provide any goods or services to the entity that transferred the cash. At this meeting, the IPSASB confirmed this decision. The IPSASB reviewed the Government Finance Statistics Manuals and concluded that the GFS definition of a transfer encapsulated the IPSASB's thinking on this issue. The IPSASB therefore decided to base the scope of the ED on the GFS definition of a transfer. Transfers apply to both the recipient and the transferor, and to make the ED more explicit, the IPSASB decided to adopt the term transfer expenses. These are defined as transactions in which a transfer provider provides a good, service or asset to another entity without receiving any good, service or asset. The IPSASB also considered whether an exception should be made for research grants and decided against this. Only those research grants where the transferor does not receive anything in return for the grant will be within the scope of the proposed ED. Back to you, John. Thank you, Paul. Ian, could you say something about the education sessions on leases and also any final perceptions on the meeting? Thanks, John. 
leases is certainly a very challenging project to take forward. We know that our stakeholders supported the right of use model for lessee accounting and the board has already taken a tentative decision uh, that we should move forward with that. The real challenges arise when we start to look at lessor accounting. There, although uh, we did have majority support for the adoption of a single right of use model um, as uh, proposed in ED64, it certainly wasn't unanimous. And there are a lot of different views expressed uh, in regard to how we should take uh, not only that area forward, but also how we should move forward with concession releases. So in thinking about how we take forward uh, the decision on lessor accounting and the approach that we will adopt to that, the board has decided that we need to review in detail the responses that our stakeholders gave us. We also need to reconsider the thinking that went into the ISB's proposals in IFRS 16 to make sure that uh, none of what has been said um, by our respondents causes us to reconsider um, any of our original thinking that went into the standard. And in order to start to take forward that process, we were very privileged to receive external presentations, uh, one on the thought process and the development uh, of IFRS 16 and the second from another standard setter that has actually moved forward with an approach similar to the one that uh, the IPSASB proposed in ED64. Those presentations gave the board a lot of food for thought, there was a lot of good discussion around those and as a result we have instructed the task force to research a number of different uh, angles to the uh, potential approach, as well as taking forward that more detailed consideration of the responses that we received. The board will receive back the results of that detailed consideration at its mating in September. And also in September, we will look at some of the practical aspects involved in uh, the adoption of uh, new approaches to lessor accounting. Um, those will look at both the public and the private sector approaches in terms of consolidation, as well as the implications of changes to underlying data for government finance statistics. That will enable us then to begin to draw together our conclusions and uh, potentially to take the in-principle decision on the way forward in December. This is certainly a very um, important topic for the board and I think uh, it's very important this detailed re-deliberation process that we're going through at the moment. So overall, reflecting on the meeting, I think um, certainly that was an important discussion we had on leases. I think the discussions that you've heard about in terms of the two exposure drafts on revenue and also the linked exposure draft on transfer expenses were very important for us as a board. Those are key projects that respond to uh, stakeholder uh, needs uh, and, and also criticism, frankly, of the existing guidance that we have. So um, important that we take those forward. I think 
certainly September uh, will be a critical meeting for those three projects. There's quite a lot of work still to do uh, to get to the exposure draft stage on those. But I think this meeting was important in advancing our thinking in all three projects. So overall, I think uh, a good meeting. Um, we will also be uh, having an important meeting with national standard setters in terms of the um, Public Sector Standard Setters Forum um, here in Canada at Niagara-on-the-Lake next week. That will enable us to uh, get input to um, our work going forward on various other aspects of the IPSASBIS strategy, um, adoption and implementation, uh, the uh, potential uses for accrual in strengthening public financial management, as well as input to our two new committee projects, natural resources and the limited scope review of the conceptual framework. So I think overall a very good meeting. We look forward to the forum next week and all of this has set the stage very well uh, for an important meeting uh, in September. Over to you, John. Thank you, Ian. And thank you to Edwin, Ammon, Dave, Paul and Joe, and to you, our listeners. The next IPSASBY meeting will be from September the 24th to September the 27th, 2019, in Lisbon, where our hosts will be the Ministry of Finance of Portugal. Meetings of the IPSASBY are open, and members of the public may register as observers. More information is available on the IPSASBY website, www.ipsasb.org. All audio podcast meeting highlights and CAG podcasts are available in the meetings section of the IPSASBY website. And listeners can find us on iTunes by searching for IFAC Accountancy Podcast. Listeners can also follow us on Twitter at IPSASB underscore news. Thanks for listening and join us again in September 2019.